Are you blessed or are you cursed With a strong imagination and a spiritual thirst Do you wanna confide about the darkness inside Come and talk about it on self Worst. Hello and welcome to self Worst, episode 69 That's right, episode 69 What a milestone uh, We are talking this week to Avery Moore She's an Austin-based comedian. I had the chance of seeing her uh, perform what was going to be one of her uh, last shows before the quarantine uh, down in Austin. Um, We made uh, an ill-advised trip down to Texas. Uh, This was before the lockdown had started. The whole thing developed as we were there. It was... uh, Badly timed, but we were told, you know, as I say during the interview, uh, we were told, you know, by pretty much everybody around us, uh, friends, family, therapist, everybody, uh, yeah, just go, just, uh, you know, have some breakfast tacos, chill out, have some beers in the sun, and go to Barton Springs, and, you know, it'll be, it'll be fine, you already paid for the tickets, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, we went, and then all hell broke loose, and, you know... I feel pretty stupid for uh, having gone. Uh, it's embarrassing, um, shameful uh, for just the hubris of the entire thing. But, you know, uh, we live and learn. And we came back early and decided not to, uh, you know, I decided to not record uh, in person um, just in light of everything. So we did this remote episode instead took some time to get it together uh since we're both dealing with you know our own lives and economic uh, situations uh as as you will hear um but you know uh if if you would like to send a uh self-righteous scolding email to me for uh going uh to texas uh, before i knew that there was going to be a lockdown please send it to selfworst at gmail.com and um I'll uh, probably tell you to fuck off and block you. I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, you know, it, it was a thing I did. Wasn't great. Um, but whatever. We didn't know. We didn't know. Um, I, and I'm trying to not um, feel too uh, stupid about it. But, you know, that's sort of my wheelhouse uh, is uh, feeling bad and regretting things. So, you know, the, there's a lot of forces at work here is what I'm saying. Um, You know, before we go to the interview, um, I want to uh, plug uh, up front, I'm going to do it up front and uh, at the back of the interview, uh, plug our Venmos, because, you know, as the marketers will tell you, uh, repetition is key. So uh, if you would like to help Avery out, uh, she is currently unemployed uh, as a bartender, you know, that industry has been just completely you know, shut down. Um, please Venmo her at uh, Avery Reed Moore. Um, that's that's her handle. Uh, mine, if you're feeling really generous, is Brad Pearson Forever. Um, I'm going to put those in the show notes. You can also visit her Patreon, patreon.com slash selfworst. Help us out if you are able to. Um, I know a lot of people are hurting right now, uh, so no pressure whatsoever. Um, and that's it. Everybody is well. Uh, hope you and yours are doing okay. Hope people are staying inside. Nobody's getting sick. Um, 
and I hope that we all continue to uh, be smart and help each other out. Um, let's go to the interview with Avery. All right. Um, so, hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Self Worst. This is episode 69, and so, you know, obligatory, nice. You got to give episode 69 a little bit of credit. So, this is also a special episode because sitting across from me is a uh, towel that's drying on the chair, but sitting next to me on the table, uh, we have a video chat with Avery Moore. She is a Austin-based comedian, and uh, she's joining me remotely from Austin. How you doing, Avery? I'm great. <laughs> as good as I can be. Yeah. Um Thanks. So we met uh, kind of during, you know, like the last week of uh, civilization, as we know it. Um, I was down in Austin just before the lockdown started. Um, actually, like kind of when the whole thing was starting to sort of fall into place, I got a chance to see mm -hmm. Avery. At, um, oh, I said, yeah, it was like a week before lockdown, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it must have been. It was like I was there for like we yeah. left before it started <clears throat> and we uh, came back like a day or two in. We actually had to cut that trip short. Um, mm -hmm. It was insane. And it was just it was it was a very weird. Uh, it was a very weird experience because we were debating on whether or not to go anyway. But by the t you know, by the time we'd already taken off, um, it hadn't really started yet you know like it, it it felt like the attitude of the country the whole atmosphere around it felt a lot different like oh we're gonna take precautions and everything's you know but you know everything's fairly normal maybe don't fly to china that's pretty much the you know yeah. the attitude <laughs> that was pretty much the prevailing wisdom at that point uh but people were still yeah. going out and there was just hand sanitizer everywhere and that was just mm -hmm. that was the world that we were in on that like tuesday and then by that Thursday, it was like a complete diff. It was like a complete shift in everything. It was very eerie, especially yeah. being away from home during all of that. I don't know. Um, so that might have been. That might have been one of your last shows. Um, I think uh, my last show was uh, the Friday before Austin shut down. I headlined the Velveeta Room. Um, and 10 people came because no one was going out. Yeah. It was like the very, very end. 10 people showed up to a night, like a club that holds like 75. Oh, and boy. it was uh, pretty bleak. Uh, we had real, a, a great time. Uh, how, I think how'd that, your set go? that was, it was fun. Yeah. I yeah. had to do a fucking hour to 10 people. An but... hour? <laughs> yeah. But it was fun. My friend Lando did the show with me. Lando Shepard, who was just like, insanely funny um so we i mean we had a good time we got drunk afterwards and yeah. then uh i don't think i've seen a lot of my friends since then wow yeah <laughs> how um how has it been going how has it been treating you um i've been doing a lot of cleaning i'm very like a uh I'm, like very uh, obsessive about stuff i don't know if i'm uh actually OCD but I do have a lot of those tendencies so I've been keeping myself really busy um doing shit like that like sweep like five times a day mm -hmm. um but I've been doing lots of dumb characters and videos and like doing vocals on uh like 
uh, my boyfriend's working on a country song right now, like a really funny, like pop country song. So we've been doing stuff like that and painting and making friendship bracelets. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's it. Watching a, just a bunch of Simpsons. I'm working all the way through. I'm on season 10. Wow. Are you watching so, it on Disney yeah. Plus or is that like a DVD situation? Yeah, my yeah, my best friend Rachel hooked it up with the Disney Plus uh, when lockdown happened. So, well, that's great. That's I think you know that should be the kind of the bare minimum that we do in terms of mutual aid uh, during all of this is just just share. We should just have a big list serve of, of streaming passwords. I think we like nobody should oh, be without absolutely. a single streaming so service grateful. during this whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, I was so grateful. Uh, like, my boyfriend signed up for HBO so mm-hmm. that we could watch the new season of Curb, and we gave that to, like, five people. Yeah. Um, you know, we're on our – I think we've been on our friend Adam's Netflix, which is actually his parents' Netflix, okay. for, like, six years. So, you know, you have to share. Do you got a Hulu? Uh, I have a Hulu, yeah. Um, okay. I have Hulu because I, I like a lot of the dumb – like like, diners, drive-ins, and dives – yeah. Um, like that, like Hulu is good for mindless. We've been hitting Hulu pretty hard because King of the Hills on there. King of the Hills um, on there. It's like a great escape. The X Files uh, is on there. Yeah. Um, and then the, the movies are really bad, which I enjoy. Yes. They've got all of the worst movies. <laughs> it's all, it's <laughs> like, is yeah, it's, it's, all it's very and terrible. It's yeah. Great. And that's all, that's what I want to watch, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, I've I've been kind of seeing how people uh, gauging, you know, just on social media, how people are dealing uh, various ways in terms of the types of media that they're consuming. Um, just even in terms of that, you know, some people want to do the escapism route. A lot of people are doing the just like, let's watch all the Outbreak movies. And I'm like, I don't know why you'd want to yeah. do that to yourself no, right now. But um, <laughs> I yeah. guess... I, I heard Jake Flores describe it in this way of just like the whole thing in the real world is so insane that his brain can't really process it. So he yeah. wants to just watch the whole thing unfold in, in like a fictionalized version. And then he can just like almost connect with it or process apply, it more. Yeah. Yeah. Apply that to the real world situation. I don't know. Which um, I get, but Jake's you know. One, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jake's special. That's one of my best buds. <laughs> yeah, he's he's. I I, <laughs> he's I had him on once, but I I, I really world. yeah I really like that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, was... I I won't watch any of that. I've been I watch Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives. I watch. Um, I've been watching this show called Songland. Songland, which, which is just uh, it's a new yeah it's a new NBC contest show about songwriting. Okay. Um, so like they act like songwriters pitch po- songwriters pitch pop songs to pop stars and they actually like cut the tracks and like put them on their albums and the judges are three like really legendary like there's a Nashville guy and uh-huh. an LA guy um and uh it's just like I love it. It's so fun. <laughs> That's actually a decent concept. <laughs> and stupid and like you get to- yeah, and like it's transparency. You actually get to see how pop music is made. Like it's written by ten people. Like, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, I, really I mean, enjoy that aspect of it. That actually that that sort of piques my interest as like a music nerd and just a songcraft nerd. You know, just understanding you would like, like it. Yeah, the different you, if, formats of how to write like, a song. And 
Yeah, it's it's really compelling and interesting. If you like music, uh, I would suggest it. My boyfriend started watching it. He's a musician, and then I got super into it. And how like now, American Idol is and it? Guess where it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Uh, it's not American Idol at all. It's no, like it's not. All songwriters. Okay. Like, yeah, not at all. It's like not. There's nothing vindictive or like mean. There's no like real competition. Mm. Everyone's just like, that's an amazing song. Hmm. that's great <laughs> and then you know like will i am cuts the track or or whatever it's great yeah i love pop music <laughs> yeah pop music's amazing <laughs> yeah it's great like i i don't follow a lot of the like super contemporary stuff but when a good pop song comes yeah. along it's just like that's an undeniably good pop song like uh i think yeah, the last i, yeah, I, I decided to like oh i was saying I mean, this is even Sorry, this is fairly. Out. That's okay. Um, even this is fairly. This is quite a long time ago now. Um, like I was, re- I got really into "Shake It Off" by Taylor Swift. Um, because yeah. I was like, that's just a good, oh, that's a good fucking Taylor song, man. That's bangers. just format-wise, that's an amazing song. I can feel my own way about you know, like, yeah, hearing it all the time, or like, does is it that good a of a chorus, song or whatever? But like, exactly. A good hook is a good hook. A good know? hook's a good like, hook. Yeah. Yeah, I, I decided to stop hating. Like, I used to be, like, in high school, I was, like, a little crust punk, like, piece of shit, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, I listened to the Beach Boys and the Beatles. <laughs> like, um, And I used to hate pop music. And then I, like, kind of just grew up a little bit and stopped hating music that I, you know, that wasn't particularly my style. Yeah. And now, like, my heart is just open to the world and i get to appreciate all what i would normally like write off as trash now you know i'm like obsessed with so like kesha and like shit like that i just i love it i mean yeah life's too short to go around pissed off at pop music like yeah there's much better things to be mad about (laughs) about. i think yeah me too. Um, so if that's really what's pissing you off on a day-to-day basis, I don't know, like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, pay attention. There's, there's yeah. better stuff going on. Go back to Reddit, bud. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you worked, uh, mostly like your day job was a bartender. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. and this is, you know, a big part of, so a big part of this podcast is we talk about, um, day jobs versus your, you know, your quote unquote art vocation, whatever that may be. Um, and so this has affected people a lot, you know, in a lot of different ways, um, in terms of most of the day jobs, people who have day jobs, that work has dried up for most everybody I know, including myself. Um, I was working as a dog walker, um, and our companies shut down, um, I've actually really lucked out in a lot of ways. Um, I've had, um, I finally just started getting unemployment this last week that the website in New York was just such a fucking quagmire. It was all shut oh, down. Yeah. It, was, it was all overwhelmed. You couldn't get through. Um, so that finally just started working, but, um, a lot of my clients have just been super cool and, uh, giving me payments, even though I'm not walking now and just saying, yeah, oh, I was like, great. this is, you know, something to keep you going. So that's super chill. Um, that's take, that's, that's actually helped me take a couple of steps back from the guillotine, you know, and just like, okay, like we're, I'm okay for right now. We're, this is, we're in like a holding pattern. Um, you know, 
I'm I'm living with a partner, you know, my girlfriend, um, who's like she's still working, and you know, it's it's kind of a best case scenario. Like I understand that I'm mm-hmm. super super fucking lucky, um, you know, yeah. to I don't have roommates to deal with. I got you know my girlfriend and my dog. Like it's pretty much best case scenario, you know, in terms yeah. of I don't know, in terms of living in New York, but um, exactly. How's it been for you in terms of all of that? Um, yeah, uh, also very lucky in that I live with my boyfriend and my dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's we, like the best way to be, right? Yeah. Um, we also, uh, we up, we lived in a very small, like 500, 600 square foot apartment for, uh, that was small for Austin, I know, in right. New York. That's probably really annoying to hear. Sorry. <laughs> we lived, we lived uh, in an apartment in a, in a, in a east side neighborhood and we got priced out. Um, but we lucked out because we actually like upgraded to a duplex for just like a little bit more than what we were paying for this like piece of shit apartment yeah. that was like falling apart. Um, so we had, we've like settled into this place and then we get locked down in it. But, um, I'm just so grateful that we're in this like old, like mid-century little duplex thing instead of that piece of shit apartment. Yeah. Uh, where like we didn't have like hot water sometimes, you know, shit like that. Laundry um, in the building. Laundry. We were on the third floor, so yeah, right. <laughs> um, that was annoying. Now it's I just walk outside back to this like little enclave thing. Um, but That's we great. both lost our jobs. We're both bartenders. He's a musician. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm a comedian. Um, both of our bars are shut down indefinitely. Um. Kind of, I guess you would call it like furlough because we both we have like we have our job promised to us when they yeah. open, but um, we have no idea when that'll be. Right. Um, but luckily for me, I've done a couple. I did like uh, so the bar that I work for. This is really weird. It's a nonprofit, and all of the proceeds go to a nonprofit theater that's adjacent to it. Um, hmm. It's all owned by like the same woman, so all the proceeds from the bar go to the theater. I don't really know how that works. I used to work for a nonprofit children's theater and I didn't know that you could fund it with a bar. (laughs) But uh, I I did like a. You can fund pretty much anything with a bar, but. Yeah, but I didn't know it was legal to fund a nonprofit theater with a bar. Uh, But we. uh, I did a couple like of those live, like happy hour things. They were like a, a pre-show happy hour before their online content because they've been like streaming plays and stuff. Um, and I made a couple hundred bucks doing that uh, here and there. And like, I don't know, I had a couple a couple grand like in savings and now I'm down to like probably like 1100 bucks. So I'll be able to pay rent for May. Um, but other than that, like... I think it's fine. Like we're pretty comfortable. I don't feel like I'm at the point where I need to like go to the food bank or like go accept money for like put out industry workers and stuff because I feel like there are people that probably are wanting more than than me and my boyfriend, you know. Uh, and also we have like really nice parents that uh, aren't like rich at all, but would definitely not let us like get evicted, you know. Right. So. You know, we're pretty lucky in that sense, but definitely, like, no savings, really, or income Hmm. (laughs) coming in. Um, But, I mean, our governor is insane, and 
and oh, the boy. bars will probably be open in a couple of weeks. So I, we're not going to work. I mean, there will be a general strike, hopefully, especially in Austin with the industry workers. Like yeah. we're all really eager to go back to work like everyone is because Austin is an industry town. It's a bar town. It's a music venue town. Um, but like none of us are going to fucking do that, you know, yeah. hopefully. Um, I hope everyone has the sense not to go back uh, so early, but yeah yeah that's the situation over here i guess (laughs) i mean that's that's what i've kind of been thinking about lately uh just in terms of trying to find any small silver lining to this Mm -hmm. entire situation is that maybe what could come out of this is working class solidarity and it could be priming the pump for things like general strikes and that's you know, what I, labor that's strikes what and, and, and rent strikes and things like that because yeah, this is it, finally like in the lexicon where it wasn't you know even last year things like general strike was just like that's never gonna those are abstract happen. concepts to a lot of people when you just when you just have some like guy from the dsa like yelling at you you know right on on facebook um but like when the, when we're all put in this situation together suddenly like thrust into this really dire situation it makes people realize that uh like we don't have power unless we all like there's no power unless we if there's solidarity you know yeah so yeah I, i hope so too and and just like the rumblings around and what everyone's like post what i see posted on twitter and stuff in the like in the austin scene is like i'm i'm pretty sure no one like everyone is really really aghast at like all of the shit that abbott is saying so like he, he he's a psychopath and uh yeah yeah he was, like he was one of the about, early ones he's he talking was, about lift huh he was one of the early ones like he was one of the early like it was like not even like two weeks in to yeah. the lockdowns and then he was just saying like okay we're good let's go back to work and it's like my man you just did yeah, two he's... push-ups and now you're flexing in the mirror like you you got yeah. nothing like this is not this is the smallest beginning of what we need to be doing for this. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, I, I think he really, he did, I don't know, I, I read it, so I don't know if he had a press conference or what, but he released a statement that he wants to start reopening in, a, in as little as, like, two weeks um, from now, which is just, like, you know, like, a, like April 30th. And I just, yeah. I don't understand <laughs> why, like, like, we're one of the states that has some of the highest concentration of cases and like our medical system and our school systems are like crumbling. Like Texas's infrastructure is fucked, you know? So like, I just do not see what we're going to do if he tries to open the state back up, but you know, whatever, we're all going to (laughs) die. Yeah. I don't know. It's, you know what else is weird about the, I don't know, the bars shutting down and um, with the bars shutting down and the service industry shutting down, uh, it's really been sort of an unprecedented situation for a lot of people who uh, who work in those industries. Because even in the 2008 recession, the thing there's that I heard over and over was, and bar jobs. Yeah, yeah, there's always there's restaurant all, and bar jobs. You can always go wait tables is it what was, my mom's like. Exactly. My mom would say that like, you can always go wait tables, you know, like. 
it was anyone known as will a, fucking hire you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a recession proof job. It was like, quote unquote, like that's, that's what I remember people saying. Like this was when mm-hmm. I was first getting out of college um, around that time. And just hearing, yeah. you know, people say like, well, you got a film degree, but you should learn how to bartend because that's a recession proof job. Everybody's going to need a drink all, yeah. all the time, no matter what the financial situation is. And we're like, cool. Well, uh, we found the one. God found the one thing. <laughs> the one way to fucking Rich. rip that rug out from under us. Yeah, I've been in the service well industry since I was like 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I've been a dishwasher, a line cook, a server, a bartender, like everything, you know? And like it's just, yeah, that all of those jobs are gone. <laughs> like I, I, I feel really fortunate. I have a lot of friends who like, are really fortunate because they they work for like food trucks or restaurants yeah. that are doing delivery and pickup and i'm so grateful that a lot of my friends have those jobs um and like but the the problem is now like you can't get those jobs those are coveted now like no one's leaving that if if you're willing to work in in like these conditions like all the power to you but like if you're looking for work unless you're trying to work at like a grocery store or something which you're like actively hiring every single day like you can't get a job at a fucking restaurant right now because all the people that want to work there aren't about to leave you know yeah i mean there's that's... no room i don't there's no room because there's no like the, the business has been halted like I don't know. There's demand for delivery and things like that, but it's not at the volume that it was before. Yeah. Like all of my friends that were bartenders and like made enough to live. And like everyone in Austin is an artist who is a bartender or a waiter or a cook. Um, You're a musician or you're a comic or you're, you're fucking something. And what used to allow us to like live comfortably and do what we want to do and like pursue what we want to pursue. We can't anymore. And we're all working like overnight stocking jobs you know yeah 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 that's the thing that worries me a lot about um you know what might come of this is yes the grocery stores are hiring really steadily now but i think that they're going to eventually find their they're gonna find the groove they're they're gonna find their groove and 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 they won't be understaffed very long because well yeah because more time goes on yeah, it was a huge shock, and they needed more, like, they, they needed more manpower to, like, to, to meet the demand. But once things start to, like, level out in the stores, because they will, they will, like, learn how to stock things regularly and keep things on the shelf. And there's not going to be, like, runs on the stores as much as there are right now. Um, right. Yeah, it's... It's just really bleak, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, the more those jobs become in demand, then the more there's a chance to pit working class people against each other, which is the thing uh-huh. that the ruling class fucking loves to do. That's their number yeah. one move. So that worries me. But again, you know, I don't know. the. Well, and what else worries me is the conditions currently are not great. And a friend of mine who was working in a grocery store um, for at least a year oh, and a half before. The, the yeah, the, the conditions in the stores no, now atrocious. are horrible. Yeah, and yeah they're atrocious. <laughs> she was telling me that there's people who uh, are collecting unemployment now that are making more than what they, you know, what, what they would have made. At the what stores. they, yeah, what yeah. they would have made if they had stayed. At well, the they're hiring store. at like they're hiring at like ten dollars an hour to be a, an overnight stalker. 
and like all these people have fucking families and like you know like now you're you're staying up all day homeschooling your kid all day long and then you're going to work all night yeah. like for 10 bucks an hour you know that's what's yeah. the minimum wage in texas seven it's seven it's seven twenty five yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's insane. Yeah, and, and then uh, it's two thirteen for service industry. Oh God, I can't even yeah, believe I... that that shit is still a thing. That whole <laughs> like, that oh, we don't insane? technically yeah, I mean... have to pay you minimum wage because your tips will make up. Like, fuck uh -huh. you. Yeah, that yeah, is the tipped... the yeah, most have, just oh, fucking Texas capitalist right... rat fuckery I've it's... ever heard. Texas is fucked, dude. It's a right to work state. Tip tipped minimum wage is two thirteen. Um, I mean, my bar, I I make five, and like my bar is like. <laughs> like this like hippie fucking like progressive bullshit austin bar non-profit theater thing not bullshit right. they're they're okay people but like <laughs> i don't mean to if you're listening bonnie uh <laughs> like, um yeah it's five bucks which is still not a fuck it's still not enough you know yeah at all um but yeah it's pretty pretty gross and i and i do think that like i'm not sure if that's been adjusted in times like this in restaurants, you know, the, yeah. the people that are still working there, I don't know if they're making any more than like eight or 10 bucks an hour, you know, which I mean, they should be getting hazard pay. Hazard like, pay that yeah. is absolutely. And, and, you know, people can, people can lean out their windows at seven o'clock every day and clap. And like, that feels good to do. I'm not trying to shit on that. That's like a nice uh, symbol of solidarity with people. Yeah. But um, well, I saw, if we're not I demanding saw, that people get hazard pay who are in these industries, then yeah. like, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's. I saw a tweet of a, I guess she was a nurse and she said she was being forced into martyrdom. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she, you know, they don't want to be applauded. Well, yeah, being, I like, mean, forced into martyrdom. It's really, it's really disgusting. Like, <laughs> That's the yeah. thing is like they're not you, being taken care of. You go into an industry like I don't know the the military or the police or whatever, and you like it's part of your job to carry a gun, and you might get shot at on any given day. Like yeah. you know what you're getting into. But if you mm -hmm. decide to work in the healthcare profession, like I'm sure that it crosses people's minds that you might be more uh, uh, susceptible exposed. or more exposed yeah. to diseases on a daily basis. But, but the understanding be should be that, like, you're not, like, on the front lines of a fucking war like like this. Like, it's insane. Yeah, you, you think that you'll have, because you work in a hospital, you'd at least have a fucking mask. Yeah. You know? No, that, yeah, that, exactly. That there would or be, PPE like, provisions or, yeah, for exactly. you to stay safe. Like, there should be to on a daily basis. To stay safe you should be equipped to handle a disaster. <laughs> so, well, yeah. and then other people who like work at grocery stores, bodegas, you know, delivery mm -hmm. drivers, like they never did fucking sign up to put their fucking lives on the line for that. Exactly. Like, all I wanted to do was pay rent so that I mm -hmm. could be in my band and shit or that I could like or raise, raise my, my kids and like go to <laughs> yeah. night school or and like do whatever. Like, you know, so. Yeah. I didn't want to deliver yeah. unnecessary bullshit to people. Yeah. You know, every single day. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty it's it's pretty crazy. What has been I mean, like I'm kind of I've been thinking about it a lot in terms of how ethical it is to order delivery 
um during this time because mm-hmm. you know like obviously like it's maybe a little frivolous right now to do that when you could just be cooking for yourself on the yeah. other hand i've again i've heard accounts from people working in healthcare that are like if it wasn't for takeout i would never eat because this is all i have time yeah for. and and there's like contactless delivery now and like all of these all of these things are being put in place i have a, my friend derek is a, a comic and um he delivers for Domino's and he said they're just doing contactless delivery and like he's still he's making like a fuck ton of money like I I don't think that people are ever gonna stop delivering stuff and I don't think that people are ever gonna stop like wanting things delivered like uh I I think that probably the most the the best and most ethical choice would probably be to like go pick it up yourself and wear a mask Mm -hmm. I think it's I think you just need to decide like what's necessary and what's not too, you know? Yeah. Um, um, it's, but it, it's really fucking hard to cook three meals a day and like clean all day. And like, like the other day I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. And we ordered pizza. Like I just like mentally couldn't. Like, yeah. I, I, get that. I wasn't there that day. Like I would have like, like I just wasn't there to to fucking do anything and i had to eat so i ordered a fucking pizza and the guy just left it on the porch you know and i think like another thing is like tipping i don't know i've heard so many accounts of people that are ordering delivery and ordering things like that and just tipping like a regular amount like Hmm. like not like tip 50 fucking percent like what like what are you doing like if you want someone to if you want the some guy to bring you a fucking pizza like you can't just give him two dollars you know yeah it's a pan- it's a pandemic like I don't, yeah i don't know if you're going to be if you're going to do that and you're going to get delivery things they're doing like delivery margarita kits in austin yeah yeah like they're... bars and yeah it's fucking insane like like go to the fucking liquor store and buy <laughs> if you need to and then like buy it yourself wear a fucking mask wait in line like everybody else yeah um, but if you're going to do it like you need to tip the people that are working because they're putting their lives on the line to bring you a fucking margarita you know yeah yeah i mean i i agree Some like frivolous bullshit yeah it's also <laughs> i mean they should be getting paid from their employer more sure obviously but yeah since we know that that's not what's happening then yeah i think they how can you, know. you how can you with a on in good conscience like just like mp i've heard like there's like tip baiting that's happening what's that like people will order you know what instacart is like yeah food, like grocery delivery um like they'll they'll put in a tip amount and then before the charge is finalized like when it gets dropped off, instead of paying for it before it's delivered, they'll change the tip after it's delivered. What the fuck is that even? Yeah. like you can do that. Yeah, because you you don't have to pay, um, you know, for a couple days. Like it, it can sit in your account like a like a lift or something. You know, like it, you don't pay it until you actually hit the button. So oh. they'll put that the tip is higher, so it's projected on the person's order, their receipt, and then when it's delivered, change the tip. That is fucking grotesque. And that, that, is, gross? that is so easy to like it. all you have to do is like that would just be a couple lines of code. You get rid of that. Like that's yeah. that's easy to take off of the app. Yeah. It's uh, I think it's actually being addressed now because like pe- it became like a concern. Well, that's good. Um, 
yeah but it isn't that disgusting <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's crazy how people can still be like really, really that is bad. like how can you be such a shyster keep in mind yeah. i want to remind everybody who might be thinking of doing something like this they know where you live yeah so like <laughs> yeah what? don't what are you doing <laughs> yeah i'm just that's... so sick of it like i don't like i've been delivering like i started delivering pizzas in like high school mm -hmm. and um i think i'm i'm grateful i'm glad that i did that um because restaurant work has always been something that i have fallen back on uh, even up until like 2017 um mm -hmm. i was working at a cafe and stuff so like it's just always been a thing that's been available that's to me there, until yeah. now um but that was a thing that has that very early on uh made me like push me towards class consciousness oh it and shapes you it, it shapes yeah it you shapes, it shapes sure. you in a way that you can't you shouldn't forget if you know exactly it, it informs a lot of people i i think unless you're dense you know and informs a lot of people on like on class consciousness yeah like on just the evils of the world and like you know we're just expendable nobodies to some of these people you know yeah well it what what struck me was like i came into it as you know like middle class suburban kid um just like with a nights and weekends job in high school yeah um but I was like, oh, there's adults who work here. And this is like, they have kids and families and this is their income. Yeah. And that didn't, that had never occurred to me because, uh -huh. you know, my parents both like had, you know, office jobs and shit. Yeah. So, um, that, that got me thinking about that, like probably before, I don't know. But the thing is like, every, doesn't everybody have a fucking service industry job? And then they end up just thinking, uh, I don't know what, what goes through their head. Like, this is a thing I that I did when I, I was a, a teenager of... and it was okay when I was a teenager. But if you have it as an adult, you're a fucking loser. Like, what's the deal? Um, I think that's the mindset. And I also think that a lot of people have never fucking worked in the service industry. There's like... also that. I mean, like, that's... <laughs> like, yeah. Because, like, I've been on my own since I was 17 and worked these jobs to, like, pay all my bills and put myself through school, which I... You know, like I eventually dropped out because I ran out of money. But like, <laughs> you know, one day I'll get that bachelor's. Nah. Um, who fucking cares? I know, right? <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. The biggest fucking I used scam. To care and I don't care anymore at all. It's great. So free. I have a degree. Um, <laughs> I don't need it. Yeah, I was studying creative writing. And now I'm a comic. <laughs> what the fuck was I? <laughs> Whatever. I have um, to get a degree in creative writing so that I know that my so writing can, is the most so creative. So I can tell jokes better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I really don't um. And I don't think that they understand that there are people who raise families on this kind, on those kind of like salaries or not salaries, but on that kind of pay. And I don't think people really understand that some families like don't even live paycheck to paycheck, you know, like they can't even make it like, yeah, like that was like how I grew up, you know, and like, I just don't think that a lot of America, even though like, you know, we're the richest country in the world. And I don't think a lot of people truly grasp that and i think this pandemic is kind of bringing the like lower class and middle class people like into the light and everyone's seeing how a lot of people live and about like how their decisions affect 
these poor people that like, you know, depend on these industries to survive. Yeah. 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 I, um, I remember, I don't remember when the, you know, the $15 minimum wage, uh, debate really started mm -hmm. to, uh, come into the public eye. Um, yeah. I want to say I was talking about shit like that around, I don't know, 2012 Occupy Wall Street yeah. sort of time. I um, think it was probably around Occupy and like, and now the funny thing is that like, it, that's not enough. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we're kind of like, like yeah. that would have been maybe okay then. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not enough. Um, um, it's, but it's insane. And, and, and the, the argument that I would hear during, uh, during those sorts of debates was that, you know, these, these are jobs, these are jobs for high schoolers. Like, this mm -hmm. is like, this is what you do. If you're like a stoned teenager, you don't deserve, uh, $15 McDonald's an hour, and, your yeah, boss can't people... afford it. Um, uh -huh. and, yes. and, and, you know, if you want to get paid more, work more or work at you a, want to get paid better... more, work more, go to night school while you're working there, you know, like yeah. it's 100% always incumbent on the person. Bootstraps. Yeah, and that it, bullshit. it pissed me off in ways that, like, I couldn't even really place then, you know? Like, uh -huh. it, it just filled me with, like, I am really angry about this, and I don't really know why. Huh, probably, yeah. probably nothing, whatever. And then just sort of, like, dismissed it as much as I could, because I, mm -hmm. I was trying to do that myself. Like, I was, you know, working service jobs, but trying to, like, work in the film industry. Yeah. Um, and And trying to, like, claw my way into that and just feeling like... Um, God, I don't, I don't know if I have what it takes or whatever. Like it, it, yeah. it, it felt well, you uh, know, like when you come off like a big, like, like I'll, I'll do like a, I'll do like a festival or come off like a headlining gig somewhere. Like I'll headline a club somewhere, do something like that. And then I come back to work and I just feel so defeated and crushed. And I start to like, I start to forget that there's dignity in that work, you know? Yeah. And like, and it makes me feel really bad when, like I snap myself out of it and I'm like, you stupid bitch, you have a job, like shut the fuck up. Uh, but like, but for a minute there, you, you feel like lesser than because I think we're made to feel that way. I think, I think poor people that work jobs like this are made to feel that what they do is not important and that they are expendable, you know? Yeah, well, that was the thing it was like, I only started to really like feel sorry for myself working those sorts of jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, once I had already gotten my degree and couldn't get a job, uh, in the film industry or doing anything but delivering pizza. And, yeah. uh, I felt embarrassed and I felt like a failure. Yeah. And then like, it didn't occur to me until later, really, if I'm being honest with myself, that I was feeling sorry for myself because I thought that I was in some sort of position above like this, that this job was beneath me now. Uh -huh. And I only felt that way because I had gotten an opportunity to go to college. Uh, yeah. and, and which wasn't, was not a reality for a lot of the other people working in the kitchen. You know, I uh -huh. was delivering pizzas and then they had these like three probably undocumented Ecuadorian people working in the kitchen uh -huh. who were just like, yeah, uh, he didn't, can you talk? to um can you talk to the boss because he'll listen to you he didn't pay me this week 
you know and this was the yeah. kind of like stuff that i was like and i was feeling sad because i couldn't get a job making music videos or whatever the fuck like i wanted to do yeah. like yeah so it it really that opened my eyes to a lot of things yeah it's um, a point of privilege that i don't think a lot of people recognize in themselves um and good on you for like for for seeing that you know because like those like the those dudes in the kitchen are probably working so that they can send money back to their family in whatever country they're from you know like yeah like they're like and they're just like subsisting on the bare minimum living in like probably being abused by their landlords and like living in like horrible conditions because they can because they're undocumented you know like it's really fucking it's really gross capitalism is so gross huh it's really fucking vile the more <laughs> i think really... about it the more i'm just like Good i'm like God. i'm I have so much anxiety right now. I'm like tapping my hand on my bed. Can you hear it? <laughs> like no. just, just thinking about it is like making me so mad. Um, I mean, well, you know, like I, I'm <laughs> again, when, when, when big things like this happen, when Trump gets elected, when uh, there's a pandemic, it's a bummer. It fucking sucks. But one thing that it does another thing that it does is that it turns the like you know 4 a.m ugly lights on capitalism it's like the, uh -huh. the lights come back on at the club yeah. and you really see it for what it is and it uh it's when it's all laid bare like that i i think that it vindicates a lot of what i've been feeling and trying to talk about uh -huh. for a long time yeah um there's a former guest of this show uh eric schuster who um we were talking he works at a grocery store as well and was talking about um how he makes you know comics illustrations um but what he really surmised from that conversation was like yeah but i'm a grocer i'm a grocer who draws and mm -hmm. you know like the same could be said for you you're a I'm uh, a, bartender a bartender that, that, tells, jokes. that tells jokes. Yeah, yeah and, I occasionally get paid to tell jokes. And yeah. that's and that's cool. That's okay. That's a good thing. And that is something that I think it has taken a long time for people to come around to because it has taken me so long. It took my entire twenties for me to mm -hmm. uh, to stop trying to. Uh, to pretend to pretend yeah to pretend mm -hmm. that like i'm not that i'm not this that this is you know that, yeah, that no, quote I'm about actually, temporarily yeah, embarrassed no, I'm millionaires I'm, yeah oh no i'm yeah temporarily embarrassed millionaires like no no but things are going to change for me yeah <laughs> you know no 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 I, i'm not supposed to be doing this yeah. yeah it was just an it was an ego check for a lot mm -hmm. of for a lot of it took a long fucking time um yeah. for me to uh just realize that like what i'm trying to do with my life is not that important i know it yeah. feels important to you and all your big like artsy feelings and all of that mm -hmm. shit but in the grand scheme of things um you would you know it's amazing that you even got a shot at doing any of that yeah so yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's 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 been a good time to reflect on a lot of this stuff. Um 
another thing I've been reflecting on a lot is uh, the concept of downtime and mm -hmm. time spent not working and how that even that has a huge relation to capitalism um, and how it's um, I'm sorry I'm somehow picking it up in my headphones there's that you know the disco version of that like Beethoven song the like yeah, oh, Beethoven's fifth I can't tell yeah I can't tell if that's like in the <laughs> That's great. I don't know. It, like, I'm going to have to listen back to this and see if that actually shows up in the recording. But like right now, just know as the listener that that song is going on in the background. The disco Beethoven's fifth. Disco Beethoven's fifth. That's happening so great. As I'm trying to talk about this. That's great. Um, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think my mic is picking up. I can't hear it with my own ears. Um, so anyway, the concept of downtime... Mm -hmm. Um, under capitalism is weird because as even even among comics like I assume that it's a really stressful time for a lot of comedians I don't consider myself a comedian um, but like the idea of the idea of maintaining an artistic output during a time like this you know, my output, yeah. I felt like I took a couple of weeks off of even making any episodes on a good, you know, on in a good month. I'm doing two episodes a month of this show and mm -hmm. I want to be doing more. Like I I've, have always felt like I should be doing this weekly, but like, you know, like, ugh, my day job is mm -hmm. what it is. And like, you know, my mental health is what it is. And like yeah. my, my whole life and other things that I have to manage are what they are. Two weeks is a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. But you know, not having a job anymore, then feeling immediately like I should be doing this weekly. I have no excuse to now. Um, but then at, at like the same time, just feeling like, why am I sending an email to people about being on my podcast when all of this shit is happening? Mm -hmm. You know, and just feeling like such an asshole every time I even like reach out to, any, to, to reach out to you or to or to anybody about just like, Hey, I know that uh, things are bad now, and you don't you don't have a job, and like maybe somebody you know died today. Uh, Want to be on my show for no money, and like <laughs> you know, like and 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 maybe you'll get. You want to chat? Yeah, you want to <laughs> chat. You want to you want to talk yeah. about feelings, and you want to come on my show that like thirty people listen to. Do you want to? Uh, you know, like it just like I felt like such a dick every time I did that, and and just thinking about like. Again, what we're doing isn't curing cancer or COVID, yeah. as it were. Um, yeah. So it's okay that you're not doing stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, as like a lot of comedians I speak to are like, if I don't get up on stage once a week, you know, a couple times a week and whatever set amount they have, they feel like they're not yeah. really pushing as hard as they can. Yeah. I think, um, for me, like I, I think for probably around eight years, I went up at least like four or five times a week. Um, yeah. For a long time. Like if it wasn't, an, if it wasn't a show, it was an open mic. Um, I, I don't really do open mics anymore. Um, my writing style has changed. Um, I don't, I don't write, um, I just don't write short jokes anymore. Um, 
So three minutes on stage is not very helpful and really just makes me feel bad about myself. So I stopped doing that. Um, but like I, I would, I would bartend three nights a week and at least get up three times a week, um, on, on a show. And, um, I, I'm trying to be kind to myself. I'm trying to like not put pressure on myself to like put things out every day on the internet. Like do I've been doing these, like, uh, like I said before, like these characters and like all these, like we, I made like a weird like art film yesterday with like this fake John Bryan score about uh, (laughs) like this fake Paul Thomas Anderson movie about my morning routine um, for this events website in town. And like that took all day and just having it something to do all day was so it felt so good like like I was like no I need to finish this today and I worked from like 11 in the morning to you know 11 at night and and finished it and emailed it off and that felt really good but then like you know today I was looking forward to this conversation but like after this I don't have anything in the books (laughs) (laughs) Like, like this, this is it. Um, like for for the foreseeable future, unless I create an opportunity for myself, you know, um, or some someone, some nice, other nice person asks me to talk to them, um, which I don't see why anyone asks me to talk. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I I feel uh, the anxiety is like it's so bad, and like I just feel so empty and weird. Uh, like I don't have a purpose because like I've committed my life for a, over a decade to comedy and like I decided that that's what I was gonna do and like I used to I was a theater teacher I had a really secure job at a children's theater in San Antonio and like I left it and I moved here um like to do this you know and like to go get back into the service industry and just fucking do this and grind as they say and like I don't know it just having that just stop feels so strange yeah it just yeah it just stopped and like there's and I'm I'm still like a little bitter and like in mourning over these like gigs that I had lined up um like I had a lot of like really cool opportunities that were happening I was going to do this really great festival and I had this like artist residency in Dallas that I was stoked about and all of it's gone and all of it's not happening. And if it is happening, it's, ha- it's, it's supposedly going to happen in like six months, you know, like, but yeah. I really don't think that it is. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I don't, probably not. I'm, I'm not counting on it. You know, I really don't think it's, it is, you know, like I bought tickets to see Cheryl Crow in June. Yeah. Fuck. I was not, supposed to see, I was supposed going to see, to see her. I know. I was supposed to see Kim <laughs> Gordon. I was supposed to see Kraftwerk. Yeah. Yes, Steely Dan having. was coming. I know Steely Dan with yeah. Michael fucking McDonald. Yeah, I know. I uh. have, so I have an I have a um, <laughs> I have a gaucho tattoo on my arm. Can oh, you see sweet. it? Sweet, that is sick. Like a, I have like a half sleeve of the gaucho album cover. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was, saying, I was saying the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald. They were also playing, but Steely Dan. Yes. Anyway, but also I'm about to show you my Doobie Brothers tattoo. What? <laughs> that says minute by minute the Doobie Brothers 1978. Wait, go down uh, a little bit. I uh, didn't see here, it. Uh, right there. You see it? Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So like that's my favorite shit. We saw my boyfriend and I saw Steely Dan. Well, just I mean just Donald Fagan because Walter Becker passed away. But Steely yeah. Dan played um, all of their albums at the Beacon last year. Sick. And we went in October to see Royal Scam. 
um, to New York and it was our like 10 year anniversary and that was super tight and they were coming back and they were coming back with the Doobie Brothers to Austin and you know no more <laughs> no more Cheryl Crow yeah. no more fucking Doobie Brothers <laughs> yeah um, like just no I'm I don't know next time I'll get to swim. Yeah. You know, there's just like so many like things that I like. And I, I luckily I live in like a really nice old neighborhood. Um, and all the, ha- there's like big old growth trees and like, all, it's a bunch of old people. So everyone has a beautiful garden. Hmm. So like, I'm just walking around like wait with my dog, waving to all these old people and get to see their nice houses, you know? So like, I'm, su- I'm not, I'm not surrounded by, I'm like surrounded by beauty and I like the sun is shining, yeah. whatever, you know? Hey, it's but gratitude. Like, That's good. You know, like, yeah. But like I want to fucking, sure. Yeah. yeah I want to fucking swim and I want to go take a bunch of fucking shots and like, <laughs> like you have to hear. I want to go. Yeah. You I want to go Steely yell Dan. at people. You have to hear the dulcet Steely tones Dan. of Michael McDonald. Um, my girlfriend and I got to see Michael McDonald twice. Um, one time with Shaka Khan, oh, yeah. which was amazing. And we were going to go That's see. Wonderful. Um, we were going to go see them in uh, Minnesota because they were going to play the state fair, and I have family there. Yeah. It was going to be like yeah, a thing. Dude. It would have been awesome. It would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's that's gone. I don't, there's there's mourning. There's mourning that you have to do yeah. for all of this. Um, yeah. And these are, you know. But then you feel really shitty because everyone's dying. Sure, you know? but everybody is... <laughs> but I think it's important to remember the outside and, like, remember what we can get back to, you know? Absolutely. If everybody just stop, like, if people stop protesting at the Capitol in Michigan. Yeah, like, fuck, that's a whole other thing. You know? <laughs> like, like, yeah, I don't know. I saw, I keep seeing this stupid fucking meme that says, it's going to be month that says, like, April isolation brings May existence or some shit. And it's like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, the country, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you've been misinformed. Like, the, it, I don't know. You know I'm trying to. Months and months and months. I'm trying to take some comfort in the fact that, like, yes, that was really stupid and upsetting, the protesters in Michigan today. Um, mm-hmm. There weren't that many of them. And I think, yeah. I think everybody thinks they're stupid. But then I thought that about the Tea Party and that. And I feel like anything stupid yeah. that's going to come out of this is going to metastasize a lot quicker than the mm-hmm. Tea Party did. But, you know, I don't, again, like, I don't need to be thinking about all the things that are going to get worse right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't need to do that to myself. Reality yeah. is going to... to unfold on its own and it's going to be vicious and horrible. I don't need to project a, a terrible future. It's just going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. We should be so, thinking about. You know, the Doobie Brothers and going swimming. Yeah, I don't know. Not, like, not the end of the world. <laughs> it's like... In terms of... In terms of bring, You know, using a, a moment like this to try and... To try and weave some possibi- uh, possibility and positivity out of a moment like this. Um, in terms of giving more thought and breadth to uh to socialism and to uh ideas of working class solidarity um i think it also is a chance to uh reflect more on gratitude 
and mm-hmm. um, take a moment to slow down. And and if, you know, like I'm like a lot of other people in that I have been meaning to develop a daily gratitude practice for a long time. It's just something from yeah. a mental health uh, perspective vantage point that I should be doing, but I mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. And then I just walk around angry thinking about problems all the time but literally it is as easy being anxious about what's happening yeah yeah of course and that like that's a normal thing and that that is okay to feel anxious about but yeah literally what it has come down to now is like every day that you wake up and you are breathing okay that is gratitude like take a moment of gratitude for that like hey i'm not sick today i haven't gotten sick for air like I, I can breathe exactly. fine. That you're not gasping for air in a in an overcrowded fucking ICU, like yeah. Yeah, take a moment. Take yeah. a moment. Yeah, I, I'm glad I. Yeah. Do you want to do a gratitude list right now? Would that be a fun exercise? Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, we'll do we'll do a gratitude off. Um, I'll go, then you'll go. Okay. And we'll go, you know, a couple rounds. Okay. Um right. I I mean, front page, I'm grateful for living with uh with my girlfriend, Caitlin, and my dog, Dottie, and uh having this apartment where we Oh, it's my uh, sister's dog's name. Yeah, I think uh I think I knew that. Um your yeah. dog's name is Mary Claire, I think I told, right? I told you that. Her name is Mary Claire. My sister's name is Dot, or my sister's dog's name. Yeah, we talked about that at Buzz. Dottie. Ball, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm grateful for that. Sorry, I'm grateful that. for this apartment. Um, we get to cook dinner together every night. Um, Kaylin's a great cook. I mostly just help. Um, and we live in this really cool neighborhood um, out on the water. So there's like piers and docks and you can see the uh statue of liberty and like the skyline wow. and we can take these like really nice and it's a secluded neighborhood too it's sort of cut off from everything so there's mm-hmm. not a ton of people here so you can mostly like it's for the most part you can stay away from other people and i have that opportunity yeah. i know like people in this city who are living in more congested neighborhoods that's a lot less of an option for them and so yeah there's mine what's yours um, I'd have to say I'm, I'm grateful for my boyfriend, Jackson and my dog. Um, I'm grateful that we still find each other funny and we, we have, we've had, we've gotten in some like little bickering matches, but we haven't really fought and we've been trying to be really understanding of each other and like, you know, uh, each other's anxieties and things like that. Like, you know, when maybe I'm not feeling too hot or he's not feeling too hot being like gracious towards each other um we are also cooking i'm grateful we, we just planted an herb garden um pretty grateful for that uh so like i just you know I, I feel like i'm in a pretty nice situation and um and uh and a lot of people aren't and this you know my dog is like the cutest dog in the world and she's really funny and um you know, just having someone like not being alone. I'm grateful that I'm not yeah. alone. <laughs> agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Your dog is very cute. Um, She's so cute. It's crazy. It's all over your Instagram. <laughs> it's really great. Uh, how long have How yeah. long have you two uh, been dating? You and Jackson. 
Uh, ten years. Ten years. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're practically married. We're in it to win it. <laughs> we're in it to win it. Yeah, he's That's... really funny, and he sh- he shreds guitar. He's he's real handsome. I got I got a winner. Yeah, I've been talking to people who are partnered, living with their partner, and you you're around the person who you love and care about the most in the world, but you're but around them all the time, and you don't have like you're not going yeah. to work, and you don't get like a yeah, break both... from that person as much as you love them. Exactly. And I, I think like a part of our like success as a couple um, over this amount of time, we both have separate interests and we both have like friend groups, yeah. separate friend groups and things, you know, um, how we don't. Um, but we're we're like doing really well, and, like trying to give each other that space, even in the house. I think that's important. Like he goes and works on music and like I make stupid videos or. Uh, I'm, you know, like work on a puzzle or just watch TV with my dog. Yeah. Because um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting down and writing jokes. That's not how I write. And like, I'm definitely not writing any scripts <laughs> at the moment. I'm a little like brain dead right now. Um, but yeah, I think it's important when you're kind of, like kind of in lockdown with the per- with your significant other to like, like have that time even during the day, even when you're in the same house, just like go chill on opposite ends of the house, you know? Absolutely. Um, on that note, I am, uh, I'm grateful for Caitlin and I both do separate, uh, workout videos <laughs> every day. Um, yeah. I, she goes to a yoga studio. Um, I have a boxing gym that I really like. Um, and they both have gone to remote online virtual classes. Um, uh-huh. and so we have an hour a day where we literally are in just opposite rooms, uh, from each other. And, uh, my, uh, he doesn't teach at the gym that I usually go to, but he's this dude, Vinny. Um, he's this uh-huh. like very like New York stock character, like, um, like yeah, a- Italian, Italian Puerto Rican boxer. Um, and he's like super positive (laughs) and like, has his, like, he has his like cats that wander around his apartment. He holds them up to the, uh, to the, to the camera camera. and he's just like big sweetheart, (laughs) even though he's just this like ripped fucking like sleeved boxer. Um, and it's just great. I love that dude. Um, we've never actually met in person, but like he's, he's really helping me through it every day. That's great. I love Vinny. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. We're to Vinny. Yeah. We... Yeah, we've uh, we just we've been walking a lot, um, which is great. And Mary Claire loves that. And like going on these like two mile, three mile walks, and kind of just like meandering and like exploring mm-hmm. like the area, you know? Because we li- we lived on the east side for like seven years, so now we're in this area called Hyde Park, which is more central, kind of by campus, um, and it's all like really old. Um, it's like we've you know we've like been stumbling on these like like legit mansions like (laughs) like you know like there's our neighborhood and then you cross the street and it's like a little like across the tracks kind of thing and you you walk over and there's this like mansion with a historical marker next to the front door um so like that's been really neat um i've been meaning to start doing videos my friend becky trains people and like that's what she does and she's been like bothering me to start working out uh, on her videos and I just haven't 
<laughs> so, so I'm probably oh, you've been meaning to do workout this, videos. Um, probably a little. Yeah, yeah, and I just, I'm just, I've just been so lazy. I haven't. Yeah, I think walking has been the extent of, of my exercise routine. But I'm sure I'll get bored and motivated soon. Austin's a lot more of a car city, so I imagine you can generally stay pretty far away from people um, out on the sidewalk. Like, is that, yeah, really the streets are wide. Um, there's a lot of people walking. There's people a lot of people walking now. Out in yeah, droves. yeah, right. they're they're out in droves. It's insane. Like, but everyone's crossing the street. Everyone's avoiding each other. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I don't know, but like the the grocery stores are still insane. But like, yeah, it's 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 pretty easy. There's a lot of green belts and like parks and things. Austin's mm-hmm. a pretty green town. Um. Uh, so it's, it's pretty easy to like go on a hike or like, you know, we've got like Mount Bunnell and the lake and stuff. So you can, you know, successfully walk around in nature without interacting with too many people. That's great. Which I, yeah, which I am very grateful for because I love being outside. Um, I love being inside with the, with the blinds closed and I love being outside. Those are my two things <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't like that na- yeah i love being like in a cave or like being in nature those are my two settings i think right so cities aren't exactly your uh your scene but i love cities but like I, I i just mean like when i'm inside like i like to be like inside with like a lamp on and like mm-hmm. a candle burning and like the glow of the television you know because i was raised by sweet wonderful television mm-hmm. and then like i want to also go out and be in the sun and hear birds and go into the water and things like that but you know yeah no swimming right now all the pools are empty yeah and i probably wouldn't mm. yeah <laughs> i mean barton could... springs is closed obviously barton springs that's is closed. like the dumbest is hippie hollow closed? Yeah, it's du- yeah it's all closed it's the yeah. city finally did i think yeah I don't know. It's really fucking stupid. Like up to like up until like last week or like two weeks ago, there were there was like a hundred people hanging out out Uh, there. It was really really dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just swimming, (laughs) just spitting water. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like a fountain. Doing doing shit that you shouldn't do anyway. Just like. Yeah. Exactly. Putting their faces in the water. Like you know, there's like feces in this water. Like what are you doing? Yeah. No, you're a hundred percent like upstream from like where the dogs can swim. So you know. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to the beaches here. Uh, Yeah. I don't think there's been an official work coming because they're not officially open yet anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. But you can still go there. A couple of my friends have like gone down to Coney Island and. Apparently, so far, it's fairly chill down there. Like, you know, if you go on, like, a weekend, weekday afternoon, nobody's there, like, kind of usual. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that's going to be like um, Yeah. out there. I mean, that's yeah, another that's thing, you know, that, that we have to mourn. Like, you know, um, I don't know if you've ever been to Rockaway Beach, but it no. fucking rips. It's so good. Um, yeah. There's, there's just all these, like cool vendors around there and it's just a really nice it's not as uh it's not quite as crowded and grimy as cody island but like there's still stuff Mm -hmm. happening um yeah it's interesting it's it's a cool little like there's always a party there's always like a band playing 
Um, yeah. And that's probably not going to happen this summer. I'm going to have to grieve that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really missing flea markets. Mm. Like thrift shopping and like flea markets like that's like a pastime of mine mm -hmm. um like not like like going to like antique stores or anything but like you know like junk shops and big warehouses and shit but there's a flea market in texas called uh uh bussies <laughs> and it's on, on 35 and it's like got like a uh like this like 50 foot 30 50 foot like armadillo out in the front like this wow. big fiberglass armadillo and it costs a dollar to park your car. And there's like 300 vendors and like, uh, like just also like bootleg metal shirts and like a curandero that does like tarot reading. And like, will tell you that like, you know, like rub an egg on you so that you don't die and shit. And like you can buy like micheladas and elote and like, you know, cow skulls and giant Persian rugs. And like, <laughs> everybody's like screaming and like there's kids running around with no parents and it's like the best thing ever and there's no more of that and like I'm really like that's it's kind of a thing that I like to do like it's like a solitary activity like I go to thrift stores and go to flea markets and just walk around alone you know yeah and like that's one of like my favorite things to do in the summer and I'm really missing that right now I drove past it the other day when I had to go well not the other day but when it was closed um, cause I had to go to San Antonio and, uh, it was really sad. It was just empty and all the, all the booths were gone. It was uh, just like a big, just a big parking lot with a solitary, gutted. yeah, just a gutted parking lot <laughs> with a solitary giant armadillo. <laughs> it was really sad. Oh, sad. Yeah. I was, um, putting together, this was supposed to happen like the a day after we got back from Texas, um, mm -hmm. the, we were doing a comedy show for Bernie. Um, yeah. and Jake was going to be there. Um, a bunch of really other, uh, other really fucking cool, funny people agreed to do it. Um, and yeah, that, that was like one of the first things that had to go, you know, like the week we got back, um, canceling that. And, yeah. uh, I mean, that's been a whole nother, you know, can of bummers, um, you know, like Bernie dropping out and, and everything. Oh yeah. Um, or not officially dropping out, blah, 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 suspending his campaign or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, and then endorsing Biden, and then endorsing Biden, which like, <laughs> yeah, what what's your thinking on all of that? Well, I mean, he's a man of his word, and he said that he would endorse yeah. the the Democratic front runner, and like, yeah, we may we we don't have to agree with that, and like yeah. as we've been trying to to yell at people, like it's not about burn, it's about the movement, and it's like you know, I don't know how many fucking times I've had to tell someone that like I'm a socialist, like not just a Bernie supporter. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that old narrative. And you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, what do I have to say to get it through to you? <laughs> like, um, but like, I mean, I respect him. I like, I don't I don't really respect that decision, but I respect him as a person. Yeah. And like he fuck, he's he, he told us that he would. Yeah. You know, he's and I mean, he he's call, like he got he's lawful. Good. Blood, like it's fucking, his alignment. Like, yeah. He has yeah, yeah. To. He told us he was going to do that. It's not a surprise. We knew that he was going to do that. We just hoped out of all hopes that he wouldn't have to. Yeah. You know, but, but we, I, I mean, think, yeah, I get it. Like, I you think know, we, I think I got excited and forgot that, uh, we're up against like really, really evil people that will do whatever it fucking takes. To well, stop. and some like hugely entrenched forces that are just yeah. very, very hard for a small, 
you know, grassroots movement to take on. It's, it's, you know, it's David and Goliath. He's a politician and he has to hold the line with yeah. the other Democrats. And he like, and I get that he's, he endorsed Hillary. Yeah. Like he's, he's always been the guy who's going to do that. I, I don't, I don't know why I need to make up my mind about whether or not I'm even going to fucking vote uh, when it's not happening for like seven months and we don't even know if we're going to be fucking alive then. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I all of a sudden yeah. owe Joe Biden my allegiance when he's not I'm, even yet officially the nominee. Yeah, they're, they're holding a gun to our head. Yeah. And like, yeah. and the election isn't for another seven months. Like, fuck you. Like, I don't. A, I don't have to tell you. I don't have to go out on the internet and say that this is what I'm doing. And B, um, exactly. I don't need to. Th I don't even need to think about this shit right now. Honestly, like, yeah. I, I, I the way I think about it now is like, yeah, Bernie I'll probably said, fucking, I'll probably fucking hold my nose and vote for the centrist like I did in 2016 and 2004 and like in yeah. every other fucking time. Like, but I. I won't love it and I'm not going to tell other people to do so. I just can't. I can't in good conscience exactly. tell people because like I don't know who I'm talking to who might be like a sexual assault survivor. Like I, I can't fucking do it. Like I'm not doing it. Exactly. So that's yeah, the best like, you're going to get from me, dude. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a victim of sexual assault and like have told a lot of people that I'm not going to vote for a fucking rapist you know and like i'm also a, a socialist and not going not going to vote for joe biden um no matter if he was a rapist or not and like i i just don't think that we owe it to be mouthpieces for the dnc like we don't owe, you know like warren supporters were saying like we don't owe you anything and she doesn't owe you anything like well we fucking don't either and like you know like yeah we're going to probably begrudgingly vote for him or you're not um like but i think a lot of people are going to and it and it's not it's not our job it's not bernie supporters or 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 the dsa or socialists or the progressive left it's not their job to toot the horn of a fucking like centrist pretty much like a fucking republican who's fought his entire life against our interests you yeah. know yeah yeah, like he's not he's not a good man. He's a no, bad man. I, and like yeah. I don't feel good about it and I I'm really scared about like where everything is going now that those are our two options, you know. It's all pretty bad. Um Yeah. So we should wrap up. I want to bring it around to something. Yeah, okay. we'll we'll try and keep this on a positive, a positive. note <laughs> as we as we end this. Um, I want to do uh, the Jake Flores thing and uh, have you uh, drop your Venmo. Um, we'll put that in the show notes. And um, okay. you know, I've uh, if you want to if you want to tell us your Venmo um, now, but I'll, I can put yeah, it in the show notes too. For sure, it's uh, it's it's the same as my Twitter. It's just at Avery Reed Moore. Reed is spelled with two E's and M has two O's. Um, you can follow me on on Twitter if you want to. I'm pretty pretty close to that that 2400 mark. I'd like to nice get three thousand one day. You know, I've been on since 2009. Uh, <laughs> just shouting out dumb. Uh, check it out and send me some money because I don't have a job anymore. All right. 
Uh, well, we'll be sure to do that. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had a couple of Modellos <laughs> during our can. conversation. So since you are my de facto bartender, I'm going to send you a couple of bucks uh, myself oh, thanks, uh, for you. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. This was great. Um, you know, it. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm glad that we I'm glad that we got to do this. Um, you know, we were supposed to talk in person. Um, that obviously didn't end up happening. But uh, I'm glad I'm glad this worked out. And uh, I hope one that, day. Yeah, one day. Um, hopefully this will, you know, all be in the one past. Day one day we will. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you for yeah. talking to me and uh, hope you stay well. And, uh, you know, you and yours. Uh, best of luck. Thank you. Same to you, bud. Thanks again to Avery for uh, being on the show. Avery Moore, uh, Austin comedian, bartender extraordinaire. Uh, visit her, uh, follow her on Twitter. She's really funny. And, uh, you know, if you have the means to uh, help her out, her Venmo is Avery Reed Moore. Uh, like I said, uh, mine is Brad Pearson Forever. And uh, again, patreon.com slash selfworst. If you would like to uh, help out uh, in a way uh, you know that doesn't require money transactions, uh, that is also cool. You can uh, spread word about the show, post on social media, retweet me. Um, I'm uh, at uh, Radical Pearson on Twitter. I'll post about the show there. Uh, the show has its own Instagram. It's uh, selfworst. Um, on Instagram. So, uh, rate and review us on iTunes, do all of that stuff, uh, spread the word, you know, tell a friend, blah, blah, blah. But mainly just stay safe and be cool, stay alive. And until next time, go out and fail. It's good for you.